this is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 87. My name is Jay. You're excusing me while I flick my back. I want you to take the Frankenstein shit, the deer shit, the green monster, the bling, and the bling bling. And I want you to roll it all into one joint. No one's ever been brave enough to try that. One man is. Roll it. Lovely. Oh, right away. First draw. I talked about this the last week there. And that little bit of paper on the end of your joint, when you get that first light up, it's like a flare of paper. It's like, ah, that burns. So, uh, yeah, I'm here tonight, kids, and uh, we're joined by a very special guest. Uh, local Toronto artist, Mr. Sean Daly. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? Fantastic. Thanks for hanging out, dude. Well, it's my pleasure. Groovy, groovy. Are you enjoying this ridiculously fucking cold weather we're having? You know what? I couldn't care less, to be honest, because I stay inside drawing all day. Uh, lucky fucking artists, <laughs> man. I, fuck, I'm in the wrong business, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's it kind of sucks when you don't get outside though, because you kind of go like a little batshit crazy. Cabin fever. Yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> yeah, total winter cabin fever. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 much colder, much earlier than it usually is here in the T dot area. Yeah, no kidding. You usually, don't get this cold till like fucking January. But enough about a topic as boring as the fucking weather. Um, you, in my opinion, uh, one of the best new finds. Of the year, I would oh, say for really? my my for what I've come across, absolutely, dude. No, oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. Um, we met at Fan Expo this year. Yeah, we did. That was a pretty crazy weekend. Now it wasn't your first year at the expo, but it was uh, your first time actually being an exhibitor, like having a table, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was, uh, it was about what I expected, just nonstop. Like you don't. You don't catch your breath there, unless you have somebody kind of working with you, like somebody at your booth with you. 
Well, that's what you were. You were solo. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's never a wise idea. <laughs> yeah, well, now I know. Just uh, you know, bring somebody with you. Like, it's, yeah, just ask somebody. But yeah, that was a big fucking mistake. Uh, I had a great time though. I mean, I'd do it again if I had to. Well, that's one of the you know parts of having a first time is at least you figure shit out for the next time you know what i mean yeah that's right it's easier every year it's so ridiculous i've gotten it this was my 10th year holy shit and it's given me a decade to like work out the plan you know what i mean so every year when i when fan expo's coming up me and my buddy we sit down and we actually do like <laughs> make a schedule plan out what we need know where to go when and you just got to do it because there's just there's so much you'll miss, you know? Oh, yeah. And I would imagine that you're totally fucked if you don't have a plan. If you're just wandering around hoping to talk to people, that's probably the last thing you want to do, eh? Oh, yeah. It's also, it's kind of mesmerizing. You find yourself in a trance and you kind of wander around and you get so into just looking at stuff, you forget there's stuff to do, you know? Especially when you're on the floor. Yeah, right. Because the floor is fucking chaotic. Like, Oh, it's bananas. Yeah, they broke 100,000 this year. Finally. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I'm not surprised, but holy shit, was that a lot of fucking people. If they hadn't broken it up into the two buildings, oh. <laughs> oh that would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah, they probably would have shut it down again like they had to a few years ago. They, they, really? They yeah, they, they tried to have the entire thing in the north building. <laughs> holy fuck. Yeah, the entire fan expo. It was It was such a ridiculous idea, and within, like, Two hours of opening, the fire marshal shut the doors. <laughs> I had friends who'd gone out for cigarettes, and I couldn't get back out with them if, unless I didn't want to come back in, right? Well, big fucking surprise. So, like, what do they think was going to happen? Yeah, it was a ridiculous idea. So they finally smartened up and actually doubled the floor space. So I'm really looking forward to this year. There's yeah. one this Sunday, actually. Are you planning on attending that event? Uh, I've got a booth there. Actually. Oh, you do have one for this Sunday. Yeah, I picked uh, picked up a spot, so I'm looking forward to that. That's fantastic, man. I like the little one-dayers that kind of keep us moving through the winter months, you know? Yeah, exactly. It just, like, whets your appetite and, you know, yeah. keep, keeps you going until the next one. And I think March is uh, the next big one. We're so spoiled here, though. Oh, I know. So spoiled. I talk to other friends in areas like our poor friend Anthony Bachman uh, out in... Uh, Boise, Idaho there. And they've got to drive like an hour for the one con a year they get. You know? oh, it's like, oh. And I'm and we're missing them here. Like the, the, the toy shows and shit'll happen and I'm like, oh fuck. Like how did I not hear about that? <laughs> yeah, it's something every week, pretty much. This is kind of a new way they're doing it though. This is uh they're doing like an anime it's like the anime and Comic Con on one day. Yeah, that's right. They're combining the two, which uh it should make for an interesting kind of mix. Mixed crowd, although uh, I think it, uh, the Anime Con is in a different building than the Comic Con. Yeah, I'm having a feeling that they might, uh, it, yeah, you're right, either a different building or put up one of the, uh, like, the separators, because they can actually separate the uh, the main hall. Yeah, that's right. Like we used to do back in gym, you know, when they'd <laughs> yeah, separate, the for, yeah, for the big accordion thing would come. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shit, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good times. Are you a, are you a, an anime fan? Um I yeah, actually I well, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. I love Dragon Ball Z uh, and a few others. Uh, I've read some manga like Death Note and um, Full Metal Alchemist, but I'm not too deep into that. 
it's uh you know i i liked some of that stuff when i was younger and i have you know i would love to find the time to sit down and read some of that but it's a time thing if i had more time i would be a huge anime fan i could never get too into it comic wise and stuff uh you know i appreciate certain like actual films and stuff like animation but it's hard for me to get into the manga but i do notice uh, there's there's kind of a, a there's a bit of a japanesey cuz i don't want to say manga so i'm going to say japanesey <laughs> uh, style to some of your work uh, that's Dragon Ball's the influence for sure. Yeah, I was gonna see I've, the kind of the the sharp lined points in certain areas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I grew up with uh, Akira Toriyama's art, and I think that really, you know, rubbed off on me. Yeah, I, I kind of get that feel. I was looking at that picture uh, earlier of yours, uh, the Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah. It was supposed to just start out as a. Yeah, that anatomy was anatomy testing. Yeah, I was just practicing anatomy. It's something I try to make time for every night for at least fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just didn't stop. It turned into that. It looks figure. gorgeous, man. It's oh, uh, if you don't mind, I might actually throw that up on the on the blog there with this episode after, so people can enjoy. Yeah, for sure. But so to let the people know, you're a Toronto artist. You're fairly new to the scene. Yes. You have only been fucking drawing for, what, two years? Uh, about three years. Now. About three years now. Now, it's not a situation where you always kind of doodled or dabbled or anything. You were telling me you've, like, hardly ever drawn a picture till three years ago. Yeah, well, we used to, you know, my friends and I would just, like, doodle and draw. Just kind of nothing serious. It's just the worst, like, piece of shit drawings you've ever seen. Just for fun, you know, you're sitting around doodling and uh you know there's it was just yeah for fun uh but that kind of turned into uh, a love for art when i started reading comics which actually hasn't been for very long i think it's only been for like six or seven years okay so it's fairly new uh for me Uh, and as soon as you know i started reading more and more comics and taking notice of the artwork i decided that i wanted to teach myself how to draw and that was about three years ago that's that's insane, dude. Like, I can't imagine if you'd like been practicing as much as you do from uh, you when know you were what? younger. It, it kills me that I wasn't, because I think I would be in you know a place that I'm a lot more comfortable with if I had taken it seriously. Maybe gone to school, which is something I would still love to do. Hey, you know, it's never too late. But no, uh, that's right. you're more than making up for time, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've been kind of paying attention and dropping in there when I can and. It's just getting better and better, man. It's fucking unreal. Thank you. Yeah, and that quickly. You were you were in a you were a musician previous, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I guess I'm still a musician. I just don't uh, do it for a living anymore. Uh, I was working at a recording studio for a number of years, um, and it's interesting looking at the, you know, the parallels between producing a comic and producing an album. Uh, there are so many similarities. It's, kind of freaky and i guess you could say that about any form of art whether it's you know dance or you know just just about anything well i think you're closer with the music and the comics because it's a more commercial thing like both can be directed more commercially than uh, a lot of other things can so you're absolutely right like because you're having to sell yourself right you're having to get the especially in a time now 
when everything there's just an influx because of the internet and such of everybody's got a comic Mm-hmm. Everybody's writing something. Everybody's drawing something. Everybody's colored something. You know. Oh, for sure. So it's yeah, it's it's a giant ocean, and to, to to stick out now, you have to do those things. Like you have to be at your fan expos. You have to be out there mingling with the people. You know. Oh, for sure. The uh, you know the internet has just kind of oversaturated. Uh, well, everything. You know, uh, every marketplace that exists, every niche. It's just there's so much content out there. It's, uh, and it's yeah. it's hard to stand out. It's a bit of a catch twenty two because it's a wonderful thing that it's so easy to get your art out there and for people to see it. Yet that at the same time makes it harder to you know make a living sort of thing. You know. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you so. just have to find a balance. You have to find outlets that work for you. Um, for example, it's, Twitter. I mean, like. Yeah, old, yeah. Old well, it, it's funny you say that because here you are. You're a Toronto artist. Um, you know, um, us both living in the GTA area, and I had to find out about you through a guy in New York City on Twitter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, so it basically stems from uh, our good buddy Matt Miner right. on Twitter at Matt Miner XVX, um, or is it VXV? I think it's XVS. I always get the straight edge veganism <laughs> yeah. additives screwed up. Um, either way, Matt uh, is a creator of a book called Liberator. Um, really cool book. I think, uh, what are we up to? Issue five, maybe? Uh, I think uh, it ended with four. I think it was a miniseries. Did it end with four? You didn't do a fifth? Because no, I've I... got all four. and the, Oh, yeah, yeah, that does make sense because the fifth had, didn't never showed up. So. Yeah, yeah. Because I have yet to read the last issue there. But uh, really cool book. It's about uh, actually uh, animal activists and liberation and this kind of thing. So it's a groovy book for all you kids into that kind of stuff. Check it out. But it was for the first issue that uh, – what would you call it? I guess you did a pinup for the book? I did a pinup for the fourth issue. Um, oh, it was the fourth yeah. issue it showed up in. Yeah, uh, and okay. Matt's actually releasing Liberator as uh, – a trade paperback as well that's awesome so if anybody out there missed it they'll be able to pick it up uh, all four issues at once that's super cool is he having to kick that start that again or you know i'm I'm not too sure if he's doing it through kickstarter or if uh, black mask studios is uh you know doing that with him um i didn't get that information but i know that you know he said he's working on it and like fuck i can't wait to pick that up that's great. It's been a huge success. I know a lot of people uh, who are into that kind of thing are really loving that book. So, oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, congratulations, Mr. Miner. That's fantastic. And uh, But I was lucky enough to pick up the original mm-hmm. uh, from you at Fan Expo, badass ninja-ass-looking shit. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, which is uh, cool. So do you find yourself like kind of gearing up for these things like now? Like if you see a con, you know, you got a con coming in a few months, are you making any kind of specific, making sure you got like two new prints to put out or that kind of thing oh yeah it's um i just released the third issue of the comic that that i'm uh writing and drawing it's called terraquil it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of short stories and um i had to kind of you know scrape together every last bit of time i had to to get that done and get it out for friday because um, I think up until maybe five or six days ago, I had nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I wanted to get it done to get it out there on uh, on the weekend coming up. Yeah, but, totally. Like, fuck, I had nothing. I had it written. I had the idea and the script and a few like sketches, but 
No layouts, no penciled pages, no inks, no nothing. So What? You pulled all that off? Oh, I can't believe I did it. It, was... <laughs> it looks good, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I can't was... believe you pulled that off in that short of time. Well, I know that um, I'd like to do a 24-hour comic, which is something, you know, it's it's almost like a rite of passage if you're a cartoonist. It's getting to that point, eh? Yeah, for sure. I uh, I was reading one of Jeff Lemire's old books called Lost Dogs. I think it's uh, one of his earlier works. and I think he wrote the foreword in that, or a foreword in that. And he mentions that it was, uh, this book, Lost Dogs, was the product of, you know, a 24-hour comic that he just, you know, didn't end up finishing but he got most of it done uh, and then ran with the idea and turned it into a full book uh, and i think it's just as soon as i read that i was like well fuck now i have to do this it's well just, think about it you think about hour 18 you are so into this fucking story that you've been doing nothing in the world but existing writing this fucking story drawing this story for 18 fucking hours you still got six more to go that's right yeah. <clears throat> imagine how into that shit you'd get like oh it just i makes can sense. only imagine yeah it's probably yeah. one of the most intense things a cartoonist can do absolutely fucking 24 hours writing and drawing and you go into it with no idea of what you're gonna do you just sit down and you kind of let let it happen so I'm really looking forward to that. I think I'm going to stay in on New Year's Eve and do that. Just get it done. Nice. Yeah. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> that, that's right. You know, right. Well, you got to do what you got to do and it's all, you know, it's worth it in the end. Um, it's, uh, what was I going to say? I completely just lost my fucking train of thought. <laughs> that happens far too often on this show. It's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted because you said Jeff Lemire. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure that I remember to talk about him because I know he's a, new, a huge influence on you. Okay, yeah, I remember. Um, the 24-hour uh, comic creation stuff has been going on. It's been getting really popular in Toronto in like the last year. I've heard of tons of people starting to do it. For sure. And in fact, doing it together. Yep. Uh, I know the Comic Book Lounge, I believe has actually had nights where, you know, like six or eight people will come in and work on these comics or a comic. Like, people will team up if they kind of get an idea. Yeah. And uh, and they'll just go. And uh, I, I really want to check one of these out sometime. Like, it's got to be... If you ever get involved in one of those social ones, make sure you let me know because I'll come and I'll be like your fucking water boy. <laughs> I'll be like your towel water boy and I'll be like egging, like, you know, rubbing your shoulders. Like, you can do it. You can just keep going, man. Keep going. <laughs> You got lots of ink left in your pen, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I might actually need something like that if I if I do this twenty four hour comic. So maybe regardless of where I am, I'll have to phone you just <laughs> get some motivation. Oh, that's wicked, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a hard thing. I mean, there's so much that goes into that. I mean, my hobby is so fucking easy as shit. You know what I mean? All I do is record myself jabbering on for hours and. <laughs> You know, I've, I've, I kind of put more on myself than most podcasters do with this show because of all the stupid crap that I sprinkle through it. <laughs> that's the, that's part of the process that I love is the editing. Right. I can... Podcasters just hate that part. But for me, that's half the fun is the actual edit of the show. And uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be like a film editor and stuff. Right. Like I just I was I was that kid with the two VCRs and the camcorder, like taping the TV and mixing stuff <laughs> up and making movies with his cousins. So 
this happening and me discovering audacity has just fulfilled like a huge fucking part of my life that I had forgotten that I even missed as at least a creative outlet. You know what I mean? Nice. That's uh, it's always nice kind of rediscovering those things. You know, you fall out of them sometimes, uh, and then getting back in just feels so good. Well, mine's fairly safe, though. That's why I have to give props to you, sir, for just diving your life into this, you know. <laughs> not that I know you're not, like, super old, but you're not super young, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's a brave thing, and uh, people do it, and uh, it's just giving everything for your passion. It's, it's fantastic, you know? Well, I think I would, like, literally end up in the nut house if I didn't. You know, I think it would eat away at me until, you know, I was too old to do anything about it. Not that I believe you're ever too old to do anything, you know, but at the same time, it's you kind of got to jump on it while you can. At least try before exactly. it's too late, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's so – it's a scary thing in this world that's just driven on like commerce and economy and mm-hmm. structure and habit to have the balls to just jump into to doing this. I mean – some people are lucky. Some people have support. You know, some people are able to, you know, get away with not having to pay rent or not whatever. You know, and they can afford to sit around and and do whatever. And God bless them if if it works out. But for the people like you and other people who are just, you know, I couldn't do it, man. But I have a family. It's different for me. If I didn't have the yeah. kids, I totally. If I didn't have the kids and had settled in, and you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like my oh, family's absolutely. more important than anything I could fucking create. <laughs> yeah. um, but I would, you know, I'm at that age where I've discovered enough, and that if I didn't have the family, I totally. I think I'd like to think that I would at least try to take the risk. You know, because yeah. uh, you know, it's never too late. You know, and. I know circumstances arise and shit happens and stuff comes up and you know, you, you start families and which is fantastic. Um, but I don't think it's, you know, ever too late for you to decide that, you know, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. Even if it's for 10 minutes a day, you know, working towards it and not, you know, even 10 minutes a day, sometimes it's hard to find. It's uh, it's all very subjective. It's really strange when you have a kid because no you are all these things are awakened in you that you want to do because you want your kid to do all the stuff you missed out or you want to raise him to to just not, you know, miss out on what you kind of missed out on. And that awakes uh, something in you wanting to do it again. So mm-hmm. at the worst possible fucking time <laughs> in your life to possibly want to pick up your own personal hobbies to do on your own time which does not exist anymore because you're a father. <laughs> Right. Is the time you end up actually wanting to do that stuff the most, you know? Very interesting. Yeah. I've never never heard that or thought it of it really, before. It really, really is. I yeah. there's so I want to do so much. I am constantly trying to find time to draw or podcast or write or just keep these creative juices flowing. That have that's been a very satisfying thing. Right. And because uh, I spent a lot of my life on my career, and I got you know I have a successful career, and I'm at a good place there. But, you know, I'm kind of, I don't want to say plateaued. I'll always keep learning. You never want to stop learning. But I'm, you know, I become professional enough at what I'm doing that it it allows me time to concentrate on other stuff. I don't have to put as much time into learning it anymore, right? Right. So, but I'm trying to find all this time to do other stuff, but then you want to give your kid all your attention. So (laughs) I'm very lucky that I have an incredibly supportive family. Like my girl, 
you know, as everybody knows who knows this show is fucking A1 Wonder Woman, you know? <laughs> she is the most supportive podcasting wife out there. She must be. Oh, that's so important, man. Yeah, it's super important. So, yeah. You know, but then you start to combine it. Like, I'm trying to get him into the drawing. He's only three right now, so it's kind of fist grab, pen <laughs> draw circles, you know? That's how it starts, man. That's, you know. But yeah, as long as he's got in his hand and he's starting to put pen to paper, that's what I figure is all that matters, you know? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, back to Jeff Lemire for a sec, because uh, I'm pretty excited about his new venture with Justice League of Canada. No, I can't wait. Cannot. I heard that that was happening, and I was like, oh, okay, so they're doing like 52 Ju- Justice League of various countries around the world. Yep. When I first heard it, I thought that's what they were doing. <laughs> right. And then I realized, really? No, wait, this is seriously just Justice League of Canada? <laughs> yeah. Like, I could not... I was shocked, dude. I was shocked. Oh, and man. I know he spearheaded it hardcore, so you must have been, like, A1 cheerleader during those events, you know? Oh, man. I, uh, I'm i so pumped up for that. Um, even at the, you know, it, it does come with a cost, though, because he's actually canceled Animal Man, which was announced today. So he's no longer going to be writing Animal Man for DC oh, Comics. That's too bad, because I know that I did, I never read it, but I know it was a successful book right off oh, the Oh, man. Yeah. So fucking good. It was just, uh, you know, month to month, it was consistently great artwork and story. Um, but the, the weird thing is, is, you know, it's not DC canceling it, it's him canceling it. <laughs> it's like he said, you know, I've told the story that I wanted to tell, and this is all I'm going to do. We're going to end it here. Um, so I, th- I can't remember what issue it is, maybe 28 or something that he's, he's calling it quits. Uh, and then the series is going to be over. And then he's hopping on to justice league of Canada. It's, uh, I can kind of understand it. I mean, it's very anti punk rock to think this, but whatever. Cause he's now got a chance to do the fucking justice league as well, cool they, as animal man was. And as well as he was doing, he told his story. I'm sorry. I don't care. You get a chance to, you know, write green lantern and shit. You're going to fucking do it. Oh, <laughs> fucking for sure. And yeah. you know, he got to end it on his own terms. He said, enough's enough. I've told my story. It's time to move on. And you know, I can't think of anything. So is know, the negative. book ending or just his run on it? No, the book is ending. Wow. So. Yeah, that's that's it for Animal Man. But Animal Man's, I think, in Justice League Canada. I think. He's oh, gonna... so the character lives on. Yeah, the character lives on through him. Okay, I was gonna say because why cancel the book just because he's leaving? That's a uncommon thing to do. You it know? is uncommon. Yeah, it was, you know, different. Yeah. But yeah. I heard he really pushed for this too. He had to push hard to make this happen. I think so. I, I... I read not... something somewhere, and uh, it was it was just like a few snippets of things he'd said, but he had to work hard to make this happen. And apparently, it was a long time, eh? Like coming. So, uh, bravo! Is he? Yeah. A, he's a Toronto kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, see him in my comic shop once in a while. What the shit is with the fucking? What's in the water around here, man? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this year for artists working on shit in this area is fucking. It's out. It's it's insane. It's nuts. Yeah. Like uh, Batman alone, man. Like Jesus, I I just don't get what's happening. <laughs> I couldn't believe last year when they were all there. Stegman was there, 
Finch was there and Capullo was there. Oh man! Oh, what a fan expo was that! Shit, so, was I? I, I? I was there. I didn't know Capullo was there. Was yeah, just... I got a bumper from him. I don't know if you've heard it on any of the apps. No, fuck. Yeah, no. this Greg Capullo. <laughs> You're listening to an your weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were first in line, or se- we were second in line, man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That's... Me and Sean, we were second in line, and there's two people in front of us. And then afterwards, we looked online, and we saw the, the print, because he did a Mr. Freeze print. Right. And I got mine up on my shelf here. And we saw on eBay, uh, the people right in front of us, had like before the end of the day, they had put it up, eh? Oh, for auction i was just like you fucking assholes yeah but anyways yeah so i was second i got him to sign all my shit and i was like you want to give us a bumper he's like yeah man and then he said a little fucking blur he was the coolest fucking dude man oh i can imagine yeah. and so i've told this story before on the show but i don't know if you heard it is uh i'm standing there and i'm talking to some guys i believe it was uh ryan stegman people were talking to and uh over to my left was jason fabok and Jason Fabok sitting there, and I think one person who just signed anything, but not many, too many people. And then I hear over my left shoulder, "Hey there, kid!" <laughs> and I turn over, I turn around, and it's Capullo. And Capullo's introducing himself to Fabok. And I happen to be standing there for the very first time that those two met. <laughs> and oh. it was a literal, like it was like in a fucking movie. Fabok turned into a twelve-year-old kid, and he was like, <laughs> "Dude." You're such an influence. You're such an inspiration. You're fucking awesome. You rock. And he was just like totally like starstruck for a minute. And Capullo's totally like, you're doing good stuff, kid. You know, you keep it up. You're going to do awesome. I love your work. Love your work. <laughs> oh, man. And I couldn't believe it. So I, I, I fucking interrupted them. <laughs> and I said, dude, you guys, you got to let me get a picture of the first time you guys are meeting. And they were like, fuck yeah. So I got a picture of the first time they met. You captured history. Yeah, man. I, I captured a fan expo moment. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. So it was a cool, it was a cool little moment, man. But uh, they're all all those guys doing Batman, man. They're are all the artists who hang out, man. They're they're oh, yeah. so down to earth yeah. and cool and. It, it's funny because you're walking through Artist's Alley and there's all these big name artists and they're drawn and there's like crowds of kids and people in front of them who are all scared to say anything to them. And they're all just watching him draw and flipping through the art and they're kind of intimidated because he's they, – they, the artists look intimidating because they're concentrating <laughs> on their drawing. Yeah, that's right. And you like don't want to interrupt or anything. You know what I mean? But half the time if you do say something to these artists' kids, they'll gladly engage you in conversation while they're drawing. They, they may not look at you. But they'll happily, you know, Stegman's the best, man. Oh, Stegman yeah. sits there, looks like he's so into his fucking work, and he never looks up. And then you ask him something, just the funniest shit will come out of his mouth. Yeah, you know, I I, um, I was sitting across from him at Fan Expo this year, just like kind of, you know, right across the way. Uh, and I walked over and just introduced myself. He was the nicest guy I've ever met. Yeah. Just, you know, fucking pleasure. He gave me a free print, too, which was uh incredible. Oh, Yeah. Yep, I uh, I just told him that you know I was one of the local artists here, uh, just kicking around and you know just had a chance to chat with him and yeah, pleasure. Fucking right, man. Just yeah. just pass it on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. new generations and stuff. You know who's also a super cool dude? Uh, Carrie Nord. Actually, yeah, I have some of his art up on my wall. I had a chance to talk to him too. Totally awesome. Super nice dude. It was the yeah. Comic-Con that was at the Royal Fairmont. 
and uh, I don't know if you're at that one, but it no, was it, it was in the ballroom. So where they got all like the red velvet and stuff, you know. So it actually felt like a '70s <laughs> hotel convention room Comic Con. Oh man! And it was really tiny, and it was nothing but comic books. <sighs> and they had up on the stage where I bet you, you know, jazz bands have been playing since 1918 and shit, or up on the. <laughs> and they got like a couple tables set up up there, and Carrie was at one of them. And, uh, yeah, my buddy Nixon, Weapon Nix, he, uh, big art kind of collector in the area. He, uh, he got him to do a commission for him and he just hung out and chatted while they did it. And yeah, super cool guy, man. Super nice. Just down to earth. Like they all, they're all the same description. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, people forget that artists are people, (laughs) you know, it's like, they're, they're just regular people. It's like, you can go talk to them. You can say hi and. Obviously, you can't speak for everybody. Some are, you know, pleasures to talk to. And some are just, you know, plain busy at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Bad. Like, try talking to Neil Adams. That ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Man, you walk by. Because he, like, takes up, like, four tables. You know, he buys, like, four tables worth of fucking area. And then he's got that big giant sign. It's like, Neil Adams. <laughs> and it's like a lineup. And, like, he's got, like, four hot girls working for him who are, like, you know, taking commission orders and money. And, like, he doesn't even talk to, like, the people. And it'd be almost fucking off-putting if he wasn't Neil Adams. <laughs> yeah, right. But since he's Neil Adams, you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to stand here in awe of the giant display of artwork that you've put all over the fucking place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's just got the craziest fucking display every year. I fucking love it, man. <laughs> so does uh, Ty Templeton, another local. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I had a chance to speak with him too. Uh, fantastic stuff. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, he's got the Ty Templeton boot camp. Yes, that's right. Uh, I have one of their magnets or business cards up on my fridge right now. Yeah. Um, I was considering actually signing up for that uh, sometime in the new year. I've heard he's a great teacher, man. Yep, uh, I've heard nothing but the best from him. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Anthony Rutgazer. Uh, he's another Toronto artist. So, check this. He's okay. Anthony Rutgazer, Anthony Kingdom James. He is a comic book writer, creator, slash wrestling promoter. Slash wrestler, slash DJ, slash strip club DJ, slash podcaster, slash writer. I'm sure I'm missing a few things, but he's a true Toronto Renaissance man, and I love him to death. And uh, he's got a new book coming out for Action Labs. What's his name? Uh, Anthony Rutgazer. He's a big black guy, big bald black guy. You may have seen him trouncing around Fan Expo. He's always there. I just wrote his name down. I'm going to check him out yeah. shortly. Uh, he's usually seated around Lee Motor. Uh, they're pretty good pals. But uh, he's got this book coming out called The First Hero. And uh, really excited for this shit coming out. And, uh, you know, uh, he's always there too. I can't remember where I was going with that either, kids. But uh, he's another fine T.O. artist uh, with another book coming out. And uh, I'm sure I was going. I'm just going to. Sip my tea here for a second. <laughs> on the conversation. Hey, you know, the more artists you mention, I think the better off we all are. Absolutely. It's uh, especially with the Kickstarter. That I think Kickstarter is going to become the ruling body because it's the ruling body of the people. People finally get to vote with their dollar. And, you know, anybody can now. It's, oh, it's such a beautiful thing because it is that part of the internet where every, anybody can put something out there, right? So. 
since but you can put yourself out yeah, as right. a preview now on Kickstarter, and if people do like it, they'll put the money behind it, and uh, kind of everything works its way out, you know. Well, it's nice that it's here in Canada now, because for a long time it wasn't. And, yeah, that was. What, what alternatives did we have? There was there was really nothing. There was Indiegogo was pretty uh, much all you can do. That's that what was... Anthony had to put the first hero through was uh, was Indiegogo there. Uh, I love it, man. It's like seeing so many fine folks uh, going to the conventions now with Toronto's lineup. Uh, I always get a chance to... Now we'll always have a chance to speak with you if you're there. Uh, Our good friend, uh, have you met D.A. Bishop? No. Okay, D.A. Bishop is the (laughs) re-nerd. And uh, he does a book called Stranger. And it's a zombie book. And but it's not uh, the only continuous thing about it is one character, and there's this one guy who's wandering in and out of other zombie, other people's zombie survival stories. Ooh, interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. so it's really cool, and uh, he he self writes, self draws, self you know publishes the whole shebang. Nice. Yeah, and uh, he's got a new thing out with oh I always forget the guy Josh something I think. But it's a book called Of Stone, and it's a new kind of fantasy book that will blow your fucking mind. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, like, write that down. <laughs> of Stone. It's it's this fantasy idea with these creatures that I can't even describe. <laughs> but you got this book. is uh, it, It's such a 180 from what he did before. Like, he did this awesome zombie book with a cool idea, yeah. and then he just busts out this idea, fantasy idea that's just fucking, it's wacky. It's just it's plain old wacky, but uh, I love it. And uh, Steven Berger, oh yeah, fantastic artist. Yeah, talk finally came out. Like, and you look at you, man. You're part of the fucking the giant round table of this now, man. <laughs> well, it's like a you know Canadian revolution. It's awesome. Well, you deserve to be in that lineup, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So many, so much good stuff going on. So uh, next year is looking to be an exciting year. Um, I'm going to try and get this podcasting thing going on because for some reason I don't understand, but podcasting hasn't taken off as a huge thing in Toronto. No, not, not at all. I don't, I don't know many local podcasts that I listen to. It's very strange. And especially with this comic book community that we have, you figured more would be going on. And, uh, I don't know. So, but I know of a few good podcasts that are out there that are going to try to actually make it up from south of the border for Fan Expo. I think there's going to be a mass influx next year because it's finally getting – the word's finally down there. Like if you can't get to San Diego, yeah. come to Toronto. Yeah. Well, I think it's the third uh, – Fan Expo is the third largest convention in North America. Yeah, after New York and San Diego. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. When it's cool because, you know, New York's what? Fucking that's nine hours away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got it so good. East Coast, Joe. <laughs> It's awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that because a lot of people are starting to – people do that. People will fly across the continent to spend the weekend at a huge convention. Oh, absolutely. You know, like I would do that for San Diego obviously, but it's just weird for me to think that Toronto is here where I am. I'm so lucky to have yeah. this one that people are starting to fly in from from around North America. Yeah. And like the world. And it's like, wow, it's become such a touristy thing. It's 
it's just huge. It's so good for the city too, because you know, spring and yeah, well, especially oh. the way with what the city's going through <laughs> yeah. these days, man. Yeah. It's how come every time Toronto gets put on the world stage, it's got to be something ridiculous, like a crack smoking mayor. I don't know. We're like the cartoon character of cities. It's, it's yeah, <laughs> we're so he we're the fourth largest on the continent, and. It's... We still take so much shit. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I those, those World Series that we won was pretty much the only time, you know what I mean? When? Uh, in 92, 93. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I get you to hold on one second? Yeah, Sorry, sure. my kid's making too much noise. I'm going to go shut them up and smack <laughs> them around for a sec. Hold on. That's the spirit. Sorry about that. No problem. They get so disappointed when you tell them their Tyrannosaurus Rex is being too loud. Well, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I sure would. Uh, free comic book day mm-hmm. was amazing because uh, there was a robots versus dinosaurs book out. And I brought that home for the boy and to see his eyes light up <laughs> at a giant robot fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That sounds absolutely incredible. <laughs> so, uh, what do you, do you are you into either of the big two at all? Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you read? Big part of my pull list. Um, that's a good question. It's like easier to tell you what I don't read. Really? So yeah, the the list is pretty big. I kind of you know break bank every Wednesday, which is awesome, and it sucks at the same time. <laughs> I hear you, man. I've been forced to cut down to. <laughs> You know, quite a few, but they, they're kind of making it easy for you at this point. Like, uh, it's actually it's sad to I'm sad to see it go, but uh, X Men, Wolverine, and the X Men. Yeah, that uh, Jason Aaron has been doing an excellent job with that since the first issue. It's kind of yeah, it's a shame. Love that book. Um, so that's going away, unfortunately. Yeah. I think there might be two more issues coming out. I think maybe 26 it's ending or something, but that's really sad because we're getting yet another fucking Wolverine. That, that's true. That's yeah. true. But Stegman's drawing the new Wolverine. So. Are you kidding? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's, oh. Uh, him and I think Paul Cornell is, is the writer for it. So. Same writer. But yeah, Stegman. That sounds like fun. So, yeah. you know, even it's getting to the point with some of these titles that even my comic book, like, comic shop guys are, like, getting confused. Oh, man. Tell me. Because we were trying to work out the Wolverine because I know Wolverine and the X Men is ending. They're starting a new Wolverine, which means, is that just a new renumbering of the single Wolverine title? That's right. Because there's also Savage and Max. Yeah, the the new Wolverine number one is just the same series with a number one on it. So that series with the new number one on it is going to be like the fifth number one throughout Wolverine's history of having a solo title. Yeah, they're making it confusing. It's insane. It's now been broken up into like six chunks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the yeah. only way I ever figured it out was my good friend, Sean Nixon. This guy's amazing. He owns every ep- uh, every issue of X-Men ever made. And it's variant. 
and uh, it's an it's an amazing thing. He managed to get himself drawn into, I believe it was X Men, Uncanny X Men five thirty four. Holy smokes! How the hell did you do that? He, dude, he, when he goes to a convention, he spends three days straight talking to artists. <laughs> yeah. Talking, talking, wheeling, dealing, and uh, you know, it's he's just bought and sold so much over like the last ten years that we've been going to the con that he's just it's, he's had practice and he's actually I'm work I'm helping him work uh, on a new website that uh, you know I can't mention any names now but uh, he's got some serious names that are gonna let him sell his shit. Wow. Yeah, and it's really, really exciting. And uh, yeah, so him just like talking to people, and I can't remember who the artist was who got him in, but a lot of artists actually they use photo reference, right? And yep. uh, a lot of people just don't realize if you give them their picture, half the time they'll put you in a crowd scene or something, <laughs> you know? So this guy ended up liking Sean enough, though. Sean just thought he'd be in the book, like in a crowd scene or walking down the street, right? Yeah. Turns out he's one of the thugs. One of the main bad guy thugs of like the five thugs at the end of the book, and he ends up getting killed by Wolverine. Oh, what a perfect way to die! Yeah, and there's like one he gets his own like it shows five guys in the like forest, and then a panel of him looking over his shoulder, like in surprise, and then Wolverine gutting him. Oh, that's so cool! And it's like wow! And then he managed to weasel his way into uh, Astonishing X Men too, or something. But but more of a smaller like shot, but then he, you know what he then did? He made a T-shirt with the panel of his face <laughs> looking over the shoulder. <laughs> That's just common sense. Really. Yeah, yeah. And he wore it to uh, to Fan Expo this year. Uh, he's so funny. He's uh, he's the nicest guy on earth. But he does things like that. You know that brand Nixon. Oh, what is uh, it? It's like a snowboard brand. Oh, yeah. Okay. Snowboard wear, like watches, hats, hoodies, and everything. And just because his name's Nixon, he literally bought an entire wardrobe so he could just wear his name on everything. <laughs> just the, the craziest guy. But it Sounds like it. Yeah, these artists, man. Uh, you know, people talk to them. You can, you'll be surprised what can actually come of these events. He ended up doing tree work. Uh, he actually works in the company I'm in. And he actually ended up getting tree work done for Ken Lashley. Yeah, because he was just hanging out with uh, him so much and just chatting. And he happened to say to him, hey, you ever need tree work? <laughs> I was like, actually, you know what? My wife's been bugging me to get these trees done. <laughs> well, there so, you go. Yeah. You never know until you just, you know, you yeah. talk. That's it. I mean, he's out in Burlington or something like that. It's fucking... Yeah, man. It's, it's a rad thing to have this community going on. So uh, you're a Batman fan then? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a glorious time in the time of Batman. It is. Um, I think Dark Knight was canceled today, though, which is kind of. Oh really? Yeah, I think. Uh, hey, yeah. if one of them was gonna go. Well, yeah, fair. I hate to say it, you know. That's, that's that's fair. There is an oversaturation, I think, of Batman in the market right now. There definitely like, is. I hope they're doing that to streamline and not replacing it with something else. Well, he's got a, a weekly Batman book coming out. Weekly, weekly, a weekly Batman. Oh. I don't know how it works. It might just be short stories or like a different, you know, single issue story every week. I'm not too sure, but yeah, fucking weekly. Oh, good lord! It's not a control. I don't. I don't know if I'm. Oh, I've, it's not many Batman I don't buy, but I may not pick up on that series unless it's brilliant. Well, it's brilliant, you might have to, but I'm hoping it's not brilliant. <laughs> I, I imagine it'll be pretty good. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, every Batman book is 
is good for something. You know? Are you enjoying Zero Year? Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, of course, like Snyder and Capullo are just like, killing it as usual. Yeah, they're having real fun with it too, eh? Yeah. Like uh, they're going farther than I thought they'd kind of even go with the. <laughs> with the with just the craziness of it and uh, that last issue, there's just a few moments that were pretty. Uh, they looked. They just. They. It seems so. Bruce seems so young. You know. Is that the one that came out on Wednesday? Yeah, the black cover. I don't know if I've read that yet. I have a giant goddamn stack of comics just sitting here. Here, I saw a great tweet today. I think it was Monkey Squad One actually. Oh yeah. I think it was Doug. He said, uh, "Hey." Uh, you guys get to buy a giant stack of comics to put on the stack of comics you have yet to read yet. Or something. <laughs> Isn't it true? It's totally true. It's yeah. uh, I've actually I've been trying to take him to work even with me to get him in. It's how desperate I am to get him read, man. <laughs> There's lots of good stuff I've been reading. I've been big on this uh, DC Universe versus Masters of the Universe. No, I haven't read that. Oh, it's, it's fun, man. <laughs> good stuff, eh? It's 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 fun. Uh, if you were a He-Man fan, which I was, that was always my number one thing as a kid. Was uh, was He-Man? So I'm just absolutely loving this mingling of those universes, man. It's good times. Interesting choice, actually. He-Man or Masters of the Universe in DC. Yeah, they made it work, you know. Uh, somehow, uh, a lot of good Star Wars been going on too. Yeah, the Lucas draft stuff is oh, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It is know, weird, eh? Knowing, yeah, the story and the characters and reading it in a totally different way. It's uh, fascinating stuff. Would you have wanted to see that movie? Um, for sure. Yeah. If they had, if they decided to make something like that, I, I'd be in line. Absolutely. A lot more action-driven. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the story seems a lot, you know, a lot deeper than... yeah. Intricate. Yeah. Things definitely yep. got simplified, eh? Oh, for sure. Which yeah. makes sense, you know, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. How that works, but uh, yeah, they've been doing a good job with that. I'm glad things turned out the way they did. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you are a Star Wars fan, then? I am. Um, we got to talk about the wars a bit and the excitement about Episode Seven. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> are you excited? Are you uh, are you okay with JJ Helman this whole thing? Well, that's why I'm pumped up about it because of JJ. Uh, okay, good. A huge fan of Lost. And he did a good job with Alias, and you know, I, everything he puts his hands on just seems to work for the most part. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, he's, he's done a great job. So, yep, yeah, totally pumped for Star Wars. I'm I'm in a lucky spot lately because I was never an Avengers guy, mm-hmm. and uh, that kind of took over the world. Yes. And all this stuff was going on in DC, and people were talking. I'm not a huge Brian Singer fan. I don't. I'm not I, I'm not not a fan. I like what he did with the first X-Men, but I'm over Hugh Jackman. But <laughs> but the Avengers and all that was happening and I just I wasn't satisfied. It's not what I was waiting for. But then all of a sudden within a few months this influx of madness happened for me. Cuz I'm a huge Snyder fan. Zack right. Snyder is just my my biggest hero right now. Mm-hmm. And from him doing Man of Steel to stuff to everything that's going on that he plans to do now is just I never thought that would happen. So that combined with the fact that J.J. Abrams, <laughs> who you know t- has taken a lot of flack at the same time as being a genius, but oh, I think he's sure. a genius, yeah. is doing my Star Wars. 
And now I'm just like, none of this could possibly get better. You couldn't take any cooler things to me and give them to people who I think are cooler. (laughs) No kidding. eh? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It worked out uh, in, I think, everyone's favor. Oh, my God. And now they're all like, okay, you know what? Wonder Woman. We're we're not stopping there. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And uh, Marvel's Netflix series are in production, I believe. See, I, I, Marvel. The only things I cared about with Marvel ever that I ever read were X Men and Spider Man. That's it, eh? Yeah, that was it. Huh. And so the two ones that aren't part of Marvel are the only ones I ever cared about. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now I am happy with the Amazing Spider Man because I wasn't a fan of Raimi's. I've never been a fan of Raimi. I was like, really? You're all excited that the guy who made fucking Xena Warrior Princess is doing Spider-Man? What the hell is wrong with all of you? He did Xena Warrior Princess? Those are his shows, man. Hercules (laughs) and shit. That's that's his fucking style, man. That's why I was like, we're going to get the cheesiest fucking Spider-Man ever. And we did. We ended up getting emo, dancing, jazz fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, it was a little over the top. I think Andrew Garfield's amazing. That's what I see as Peter Parker. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. So I'm good there, but my problem now is with X-Men. You're not pumped up about uh, Days of Future? I'm not, <laughs> because I've been I've been too let down too many times. Yeah, they, you know. I don't think it's going to be good, because uh, it's they've just honestly... It, my last straw was the Wolverine. Did you see the Wolverine? I did, I did. It, yeah. Okay, I'm going to talk of spoilers, spoilers for a minute, kids, <laughs> but you know near the end... When he's running with rage through the Japanese village in the snow at night, mm-hmm. and there's a hundred ninjas on rooftops shooting arrows and spears into his back, and they got him all with chains on the arrows, but he keeps <laughs> running and raging through. Yeah. Okay. That up until that moment, it had been the greatest comic book movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> then at that moment, when they set up the absolute most perfect moment for Wolverine Berserker Rage that could ever occur, they blow it. That's yeah. And he goes yeah. unconscious and he gets taken back to the bad guy's lair where a bunch of monologuing happens and he fights a big CGI samurai. Where at that moment when he went down, um he could have got up and slashed the living shit out of a hundred fucking ninjas killed ev- absolutely everybody and they could have ended the movie and if they had done that I would have considered it the greatest comic book movie ever made <laughs> didn't so, quite end like that though yeah at that moment is where I really really lost it that's when I was like they will never get Wolverine right well you never know you never know days of future past could turn that around for you I, I don't think it could because I th- I'm over Jackman man you're done with him, eh? I want to see a a, a thirty year old Harvey Keitel as Wolverine. <laughs> Good luck with that one. You know what I mean? Interesting thought. Yeah. Short and angry and animal, and <laughs> he's still never gotten the Berserker rage right to me. Yeah, I agree. That's never happened. <laughs> yeah, it's and then, but in every interview for every movie he's played Wolverine the last eighteen times, he's been like, "Oh, this is a one." Finally. <laughs> Finally, this is the one where you're going to see the Berserker ride. <laughs> and you don't fucking end up seeing anything but him crying over some fucking dead woman's body when he should be killing everyone. It sounds about right. So, sorry. But, that was my Wolverine rant for the it, evening. It should be fun, though, to see the, you know, X-Men movie cast. I think it'll be the best one since yeah. the first and the yeah. second. Because I do think Singer did the best ones. 
Did you like first class? Uh, not really, but no. I think it was okay, but I couldn't get past how much it was changed. Hmm. They, I know they have to make tweaks, but there was some stuff in that one that just went too far for me. Hmm. And I don't know why, but it was just kind of weird. But it wasn't bad, you know? I Like like X3, that was just shit. Oh, man. Terrible. That was a, a heaping, steaming, garbage pile of shit movie. It's Fuck always Brett Ratner. Fuck it's you. always the third one. Like that movie fits in with like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever to me. <laughs> oh really? It's not bad. Eh? Uh huh. Uh huh. When they're all at the end and fucking Kelsey Grammer is a beast. Please, we're a team. We have to stay together. It's just, it's <laughs> I loved him as beast. He was all right, but I like the new guy. I like the way Nicholas Holt kind of handled it. It was more. Uh, I don't know, more of a beastie thing. And I think it was just kind of the makeup that bothered me. It wasn't even Kelsey Grammer. He just kind of like Wolfman-style makeup. Yeah, totally. He did look like the Wolfman. Yeah, so I, I kind of didn't like that. And I like how they're kind of going with the cat look beast mm-hmm. in the new ones. You know, that's pretty rad. So. Yeah, they did a good job. <sighs> those are good movies. Yeah, those were good times. So, Terraquil. Um, talk a bit about it, man. What's uh, what's uh, the deal? Let the people know. Well, it, it started off as kind of an exercise in short stories. I just uh, I wanted to, you know, practice but produce at the same time. Um, and that's that's what that is. They're just I think I'm at number three right now. That's awesome, man. You're totally fucking balls to the walls with all this fucking look check out me while i practice all the time <laughs> <laughs> well it, it to me it was just a way to save time it was like you know i'm gonna you're killing two birds with one stone it, ex- exactly it yeah. just it you're, like... and you're it's also going to be a more intimate experience and any fans you're going to have are going to be like i've watched this guy grow oh. and he's been fucking talking the whole shit about it all the time he's gone <laughs> you know yeah, right. like look at you already you're all like oh, you know what fuck you i'm gonna watercolor bitches <laughs> Well, I, I have no other choice, really. It's <laughs> If I don't, I'll be kicking myself for not having done it, you know, when I when I had the chance. Yeah, it's such a beautiful medium, too, using the watercolors. like. Oh, I can't get enough of it. That's why I love, you know, Lemire's stuff and Matt Kent's stuff. Yeah, yeah. The way he works with watercolor. Oh, my God. Are you familiar with Tarte? No. Oh, oh, oh goodness. Tell me. <laughs> oh, goodness, you must know of Tarte. <laughs> How do you describe Tart? That's a good question. Um, Kevin Joseph and uh, <laughs> Ludovic Saleh, uh, they write this book and draw this book called Tart. And <coughs> everybody, sorry, Aaron's Aaron's sorry. She excuses herself for her for her rude coffiness. Um, as usual, she's just come for the weed, kids. Never mind her. Now, pay no attention to the smoking behind the curtain. <laughs> so what was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, Tart. So it's a book about uh, like um, like time traveling, like spy women. I guess you could say. Interesting. <laughs> but it's 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 a it's a brilliant thing. It's a it's a really glorious thing. It's it's extremely well written and a very interesting story that only complements the the glorious artwork in this book. This Ludovic fellow is he's something special. And he does this, like, it's like a pinup cartoon realism watercolor slap you in the face awesomeness. 
What's his name? Uh, Ludovic. L-U-D-O-V-I-C. Uh, Salé. S-A-L-L-E with a fucking, I think, what is it? The accent aigu. I believe it is the accent aigu. On top of the thing. Oh, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Are you seeing it there? Fucking beautiful. Holy shit. Yeah, he's incredible. So he did, I think it was issue two, number two, but they dare you. There's one page in the book that isn't digitally colored. He actually did with watercolor. Cool. And they'll dare you to figure out which one it is. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was page 22 sticks out of my head. Yeah. But who knows very stoned and that just could be a fucking general number <laughs> but uh as you can see there it's 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 brilliant stuff so you got to yeah. check that out it's oh, yeah. uh yeah i'm it's sensational sensational fairly sensational <laughs> so uh yeah there you go that's uh that's good times indeed we've about reached uh the top of the hour there kids today is december 12th Year of Our Lord, 2013. Uh, it is a Thursday. Thank God that tomorrow's Friday. But this Sunday, December 15th, at the Metro Toronto Convention Center will be the Toronto Anime Slash Comic Con going on. Uh, it's $10 for both. Such a good deal. Such a good deal. Uh, okay. If you go there, uh, you'll be able to find sensational deals at the deal. I know for a fact that DA Bishop is going to be there. And I know for a fact that uh, our wonderful guest of the evening, Mr. Sean Daly, will be there as well. And uh, yeah, where where you at in the uh, in the artists' alley? Well, isn't that a good question? Uh, <laughs> my my email knows, but uh, I don't. Knows too. <laughs> and you're one of those rare people who are just your name at Twitter, right? Yes. You're just at Sean Daly. That's it. All right. That's it. Yeah, nice and simple. Find a little spark up before we wind down for the evening, kids. Uh, is it is, is it SeanDaily.com? Uh, .ca. .ca. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Why? Because we're in fucking Canada, bitches. And because uh, a Chinese company bought .com and wants me to pay 1200 bucks for it, so fuck that. Really? Why would they buy that, though? I forgot to renew it, so I fucked myself with that. <laughs> Are you serious? Are there fucking scammy-ass companies out there that wait for people to fucking... Oh, man, people make a living uh, buying expired domains and then selling them back for $1,000. Oh, come on. That's fucking cruel. That's piracy. (laughs) That's fucking piracy in its fucking purest form. Those douchebags, man. Yeah. Uh, Why can't we just all love each other? Why we got to just fucking take advantage, man? Money. Fucking anarchy in the streets, and it's crazy, (laughs) man. That's about right. So, uh, everybody, thanks so much, Sean. I appreciate you hanging out for the evening. No, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Next week, you may get to hear from Sean again, because I'm sure we'll chat with him when we are at uh, Toronto Comic Con this weekend. So that is all this week for an elegant weapon, kids. Pekinis! I found myself wondering uh, what color her underpants.
might be.